Hello and welcome back to season two of the Business of Show Business podcast with me, your host, Jamie Boddy. Unpacking the skills needed for the entertainment and creative industries and celebrating those already in them. We are on season two, episode 13, and today we are joined by the delightful Yasmin Harrison. She has literally done it all, guys. She has danced from stage to screen. In this episode, we talk about the differences from performing live on West End stages to dancing on TV and in Hollywood films. We also discuss how you need to be a business to build a career in the entertainment industry. I hope you enjoy. On today's episode of the Business of Show Business podcast, we are dancing from stage to screen with our guest. Yasmin Harrison has graced the West End in shows such as Memphis, The Bodyguard and The Entertainer. And she has danced in movies such as Cinderella, Mamma Mia Here We Go Again, Aladdin, Murder on the Orient Express, Cats, and she is currently in rehearsals for another Disney live action film. How are you Yasmin? I'm good, thank you. Excited to be here. Thank you, no, and thank you for taking time out, because I know you've been in rehearsals that, for this Disney film, then COVID happened, and now rehearsals are starting back up again, which yes. is exciting. Exciting. Exciting to be dancing again and back at work and everything. It's very different from theatre to um, TV, because obviously on theatre, you just go, that's it, a two-hour show. Well, when you're doing film and TV, they can shout, cut at any point. Yeah. How do you find that as a performer? Is that it's quite it's a quite different skill set? Like, because you're giving it full out energy, and then after eight counts, you can be like, cut. Yeah, and it's hard to know. Obviously, when you're on stage, you know exactly what you did in that performance is what the audience are going to see, and that's your almost your one chance, even though you're doing it every night. Um, whereas film, it's sort of like, I don't know whether that was a good take, but you don't find out for another two years anyway, <laughs> or they don't use that take. So that's an interesting one. But to get the it's a it is a different sort of adrenaline rush and but yeah I enjoy I enjoy both I can't say which one I prefer but it is different um and what is the rehearsal period like then because obviously for a musical it may typically be say four to six weeks where with a film it can be purely just a couple days or it could be months yeah so all the films I've done have been very different cats for instance we sort of it was like a six month job um where it was sort of rehearsals for like three three months, I want to say, um, and sort of workshopping so much. And then whilst we were filming, we'd then go back to rehearsals, whereas Aladdin, we rehearsed for a week and then shot it the next week. So it just does depend on sort of the production that you're doing and how much you're in it. Obviously, Cats, we was it was the same cast the whole way through, so we had sort of the whole show to do because obviously it's singing constantly. Um, so, yeah. And with obviously the films you've been in, like with Aladdin, Cinderella, Cats, they've obviously existed before this like reincarnation you did. How did that help shape auditioning for that and then performing in them? Um, I mean, Aladdin, I've never been so excited. Aladdin's like my favourite Disney film. So I was just like, <laughs> went in the audition being like, please get this job, please get this job. <laughs> obviously, Yasmin, Jasmine, that sort of. <laughs> but yeah. It's hard. You so, I think it gives you a good impression of knowing, or you think you know what they want. Um, something like Mamma Mia, for instance, that even though it had, had existed before, that version of it didn't. And I went in there sort of just being like, I don't know what they're looking for. Obviously, it's cheesy, but I don't know. Whereas Aladdin, I think even though obviously it is a, just a cartoon, you do have a sort of sense of, okay, they're looking for this or this look and... Gives you a bit more prep. I suppose you can prep a bit more to go in and have an yeah. idea of what you're going to bring to the table. 
because I feel from the industry it's not like it's separated but quite often if you are auditioning for musical theatre you have to be quite focused on that because obviously singing lessons workshops classes like that where with films it's very um based around the schedule obviously of the cast so it might be like they have to film these three these three weeks regardless of anything else so for you as a performer are there any is there any advice you would maybe give to other performers that want to kind of get into the other is there any skills or tips you would possibly recommend because also I guess picking up wise for films if it's a short week yeah you have to pick up and retain up quicker, that yeah and it could change where a musical it's four weeks and it's, if you're um, replacing someone that's kind of set in stone I think I've been lucky in the fact my career anyway even before I started doing films I was very much between theatre and sort of commercial work which I picked up that skill set of picking up quickly just through the commercial world because obviously you sort of rehearse for two days and then the show's at the weekend um and you're completely right you know when you do have such a long period to rehearse in um theatre and also I've been a swing as well so I think my brain naturally um can't think of the word goes to that I I enjoy that and it it works best like that um I do think going to class and things like that just for that quick pickup of just being in the being in a class yeah. and learning it in an hour, I think those things do help. You've done like X Factor, the Brit Awards, yeah. and that could be especially with X Factor. That's like a weekly thing, so you almost have to learn this intense amount of content and then forget it and then learn the next yeah. week. I think I found for for film, I think you you kind of need a the best of both worlds of the pickup of the commercial world, and then the performance of that musical theatre world. I think sometimes. A lot of commercialists sort of, you're giving it sassy and sexy sort of face and something like Aladdin, for instance, doesn't call for that sort of performance. So you need to get into your sort of cheesier musical theatre side and that sort of, also not even cheesy, but realistic performance as well that I think musical theatre brings more than maybe dancing on X Factor. So I think you need to, it is sort of the best of both worlds and I don't know whether there's a prep for that, but just knowing that going in and being like okay this is what they want and I'm gonna have to be quick and I'm gonna have to be on it because especially film like there's so much money in it and you're not sort of that important (laughs) you know you're like the if you go wrong it doesn't like they're not gonna stop for you so you do have to be on it because of course if there's an a-lister and and they're doing their lines it doesn't really matter what you did in the background obviously so you're being trusted and expected to be on it um so I think it's going in there knowing that just being prepared for that and that it's going to be quick and that you're going to be tired like the hours on films are long and so getting your brain to work in that sense as well I think is important because for anyone listening who's not done a film it's quite often you could spend hours setting up a shot in a particular way going full out routine and then it's like Right, break for lunch, we're going to reset the cameras and do it all again from a different camera angle. Yeah, always. Like, there's a lot of breaks. I mean, when it's go, it's go, but then there is a lot of time when you're sort of sat around waiting for them, as you said, to turn around. Um, and it's keeping keeping yourself fit so you don't get injured either, like knowing that you've got to keep yourself warm um, and then just be, like, expected to go, OK, we're ready for you now, let's go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there is a lot of waiting around. It's a lot, but 
it is worth it in the end. <laughs> Let's backtrack now a bit, obviously, to your musical days. When did you first know when you were younger, though, that performing was for you? Did, were you someone who started when you were, like, three, or was it a bit later in life? Yeah, so I started actually dancing when I was 18 months old. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently, I just would constantly dance around in the changing rooms and everything and my cousins went to dancing so I used to dance I was too young but my dance teacher let me go in the end um I think I mean any like book that I've read or um, like notebook from being in like reception it says when I grow up I want to be a dancer I don't think I've ever known anything else than wanting to be a performer there is literally from primary school to high school everything said I want to be a performer um it was mainly, I did want to do West End. I think that always seemed like the the goal. But then, obviously, I, I'm from the era of, like, five and Spice Girls, and so I always wanted to dance around behind them as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to dance and wanted to perform and wanted someone to pay me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> did you actively have to almost keep your um, eyes open for opportunities then because as we mentioned quite often when it's the world of musical theatre it's very much like your agent might send you these breakdowns it's singing lessons learning scripts but then for films it's very like flash in the pan this is casting for next week or this could take you out of musical theatre auditions for six months because yeah. you're filming how was that mindset change I guess because again it is going from being in the hustle of doing a show and then maybe like actually I've been taken out of that world now for anything from a week to six yeah. months I think I think with the films I was sort of prepped by doing the west doing the west end. I think that first when I first left I was very much doing commercial work for a good year. Um and then I remember I got got bodyguard and I had the fear of oh no I'm going to step out of this commercial world and I'm going to go do a, a contract for a year and I don't know am I good are people going to remember me when I come yeah. back out and that fear of that um but I think that sort of taught me so early on to just be grateful, not just be grateful, but be grateful for the opportunities that I'm given and make the most yeah. of them. And I found that, yes, there are jobs that I have missed out on by disappearing for six months or a year or to do all those things. But I've gained so much from yeah. doing those experiences. And I think you can't linger on what could have been. You've just sort of got to be like, I'm taking this opportunity. I'm going to make the most of it go in and it's going to teach me this and I've picked up so many more skills as well by like you said about pick up or working it working on film and how that all works and the difference of that and I've got so much out of every experience that I don't feel like oh I could have maybe not done that show and I could have done X Factor for another week but I'd already done X Factor yeah. so you know I I've just always been that I want to grab as many opportunities as I can and learn and at the end of at the end of it be yeah. like I did everything I wanted to do and I think that's been what's been important to me I love that I think that's one thing we it struggles um, as creatives is having that courage almost to do what you want to do yeah. and so many people I guess I've had in the past on the podcast are like I didn't take a holiday for like four or five years because oh, yeah. of that audition or I couldn't go to that wedding and when you're young and you're a fresh grad that's obviously going to you, you want to be around but I think one of the perks of getting older is you kind of understand actually this is my self-worth this is what I want yeah 100% I think so many times I've not been pressured but I've felt pressure from maybe agents or people on the job that have been like 
well, just stay and do this for one more year or just stay and do that. And I'm like, when I'm done, I'm done. And not in, um, obviously, if I'm in a contract, I'm going to do the yeah. contract. But just, I know, for me, for instance, I've never wanted to do a show for more than a year. Yeah. Because I, I don't think I would bring the best out of it again. I, I get bored quite easily. <laughs> so I think a year for me is long enough. And I don't think I would be the best version of myself to do that. And I think it is knowing that, being like, when's enough? And for some people, they're, they're happy to be in a show yeah. for five years and they still every night bring the best version and it gets better and better. That just isn't me. But I think sometimes there is pressure from friends or agents or people being like, but you're in a job and it's good and yeah. you've got money. But that's this industry, the excitement of it, for me, is not knowing what's coming yeah. coming next, even though it's scary, especially in like times like COVID. When yeah. You're like, <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy the unknown. It's really weird, isn't it? Because a lot of my friends, um, especially now that I work more in journalism and marketing, a lot of my friends in that world say, oh, "How can you go from maybe not knowing what paychecks next or what?" Yeah. But like like you, I love that adrenaline actually of yeah. having to chase. Done. and 100%. then obviously yeah it's very interesting I think it's a very specific set of skills as oh, well it makes it so much more more worthwhile for me as well like when you get that job and you're like okay yeah it was worth it, it was worth maybe not not being in work for two weeks or three weeks and being yeah. like but this was this was worth it and what I got out of this is like amazing so with obviously a lot of the TV shows or films you do, it's either high profile um, like A-listers or there's an embargo so you can't even necessarily tell people what the title is or that yeah. project is <laughs> until it airs. How do you tackle that? Because especially in our industry and people are like, what are you up to? What are you doing next? And you can be like, I am working, but I can't really tell you what or who <laughs> with or where. <laughs> it's how not to sound like an idiot, like yeah. <laughs> um snooty person. Being like, yeah. I can't tell you, I'm working, but... um. It's, it's an interesting one, especially like the films when you're working with these amazing artists and you you know, you know want to yeah. tell your friends or something amazing happens on set or or something that they're doing in the films. You're like, oh my God, when you see this, it's going to yeah. be amazing and you're going to remember being there. Um, but I think so many of my friends are performers that they, they just understand yeah. it. You know, it's not they get it, they've been in that situation as well. So as weird as it is and without sounding, you don't want to sound like you're one of those sort of people that's yeah. like, I can't tell you, but I do think most of my friends just understand and you just, I think then when it comes out, it's that excitement of being like, oh my God, I yeah. can talk about it. Oh my God, when that happened on screen, I was doing this and, you know, um, it's a weird yeah. one, but yeah. <laughs> um, I had an interview recently with another guest, Josie Fletcher, and we discussed how like, it's a weird industry where you have to, always be seen to work be working but yet you always have to be available as well because it's like this weird mix of yeah look at me I'm working but I'm also free if you phone yeah <laughs> yeah it's quite how do you deal with not necessarily just that but time management of the right I've need to go to class I need to update my subscriptions on spotlight or backstage I need to be present online whilst also appearing busy but also being free enough to take up work how do you manage yeah. your time I I do think that's a hard one and I think especially with the the grow of social media as well and how people seem to want you know this online presence and it's especially on films you know you you work like six till six and half the time you're not allowed your phone on set so then you look like well where's Yasmin she's not been online for yeah. <laughs> four weeks and it's like but I'm working but a lot of agents now especially are looking at social media and it's like 
where you've not posted anything or you've not and then it's you're sort of on a job and then you've got another job doing social media like trying to find a yeah. post of like yeah. a picture of yourself from five weeks ago when you was dressed and like in nice clothes it's it is hard it's, it's such a struggle and you sort of you do hope that people do understand it as yeah. much as they put on that pressure of being like well you've got to be present on social media and you've got you do hope that they do understand it that well she can't I know yeah. she's working and or you hope that there's word of mouth going around so that people are talking about you like yeah Yasmin's Yasmin's really busy <laughs> no one's talking about me but that's what happened yeah. in my head um but yeah it's it's such a struggle and I'll use Aladdin for instance we literally would get onto set and we'd have to put our phones in a plastic bag we weren't allowed to bring them onto set like they were nowhere and I remember they asked us to do an extra day and it was like well we had to speak to our agents but we couldn't get to our phones (laughs) and then by the time we got to our phones our agents weren't were out of hours and it was like yeah I sort of sat there being like this just doesn't work (laughs) I understand why you don't want us to have our phones of course they don't want anything to get out but yeah, it's that, how how do you want this to work? And then you're calling your agent at like 11 o'clock at night and they're annoyed at you. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, obviously they understand, but it is hard. It's, I, I don't know. I don't know whether I have mastered the, the balance of that. I'm still learning in that myself. And as I said, especially with the rise of social media that when I first came out wasn't as important. Um. So now, yeah, you've got this added pressure of sending invoices, updating your CV, and making sure you're on social media. And yeah, it's yeah. hard, isn't it? Especially the way of, I've worked in social media now for about almost six years, and even the development in that time. And it's 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 a weird thing for us as performers because it's now another. It's our shop front. We can put our yeah. stuff out there. But as you said, I think it's hard to balance that. I think what will be quite resonate with a lot of people is, ah, it's okay. Other people feel like that yeah. as well. <laughs> And it's, it is hard, and I think, especially when you're doing a film, for instance, you almost want to pat yourself on the back and be like, I'm in a job I love, which is great, but it's like, I can't tell anyone, and I can't take a photo in this costume, and hopefully it makes the edit. I think, and I, I do sort of blame social media as well in that film is a hard one because a lot of the time you might not get a shot, you might not be seen, and I think it's remembering that the experience that you had on that anyway, like... You know, I think most people, they know where they are, so they will see themselves. But, you you know, you might get your whole family going to watch and it's a blinking, you miss miss it moment. And it can be disheartening. And, and then it's like, well, I can't put it on social media because... But actually, you should just be proud of what you did anyway. Yeah. Like, some films I've had really nice shots. Some, again, it's been a blinking, you miss it moment. But doesn't take away from the fact that, yeah, I'm patting myself on the back that I'm in this incredible yeah. film... I had an incredible time on it. I met amazing people. And, you know, sometimes you spend hours and hours in rehearsals and the choreography is amazing and the way it's edited, you don't see it. It's like you sort of did a step touch. (laughs) But you know, and I think it shouldn't be about what other people think. It shouldn't be about, oh, but that that was a moment that I wanted to put on Instagram. You should just enjoy it for what it is and be like, I can tell my kids that I can doesn't matter whether anyone can see it like I don't know in the 50s no one could see it you know yeah. what I mean like I think it's about just enjoying the moment and being like oh if I, if I can put it on Instagram you can still say you did it you yeah. you were still part of that film whether you get your full face on the screen or not you enjoyed that experience and I think 
sometimes people forget that because it becomes about the moment of putting it online yeah um so yeah i think that's also what i've learned just being like enjoy enjoy the moment doesn't matter whether you can be seen or not (laughs) yeah no i love that i think one thing i was trying to champion is that it's it's your social media at the end of the day so use it how you want and i think we're in a weird place with covid as performers we we always want to entertain we use your words as as performers we quite often do things maybe for other people although we want the gratification of the applause we do it to make people feel good to give them escapism well now because of covid performance has been taken away so we actually have to think what makes me happy and i think it's quite scary for creatives or anyone to stop be alone with their own thoughts and look inwardly and think actually what does make me happy yeah 100 percent. i think it's I think that's why a lot of people have sort of come out of COVID and been like, okay, I'm done. I've had a lovely career and I don't want to do it anymore. And then others have sort of maybe were feeling, oh, I think I'm ready. And now they've got that drive again to be like, no, I'm not done. Like, I want that. I want to come back and that actually dance makes me happy. And whether that just be, okay, I might not get as many jobs as I thought, but just going to class is like so nice for me to be able to move. And like I tried to do so many classes in, in lockdown and I just didn't enjoy, enjoy the doing it in the small space, and not it almost frustrated me yeah. more not being able to move, and it made me go, I love to dance, and I just can't wait to be able to not even be on a stage, but just be free yeah. and actually fling my arms around <laughs> and not hit the ceiling, yeah. or you know, I think I I de- I definitely found the love in it again without it being because sometimes it does feel like well I've got to take that job because it's a paycheck, yeah. and right now I need to pay that bill and maybe I wouldn't want to do it but I found that love again and I'm just like without being cheesy I just want to dance and I want to perform and yeah. I want to sorry do, <laughs> do those things no I love that because I think sometimes we we always say yes to jobs and actually sometimes we need to stop to take stock of where we are where we've come from and where we want to go and yeah. we so often because you're only as good as your last job it's I'll say yes to this I'll do this when actually COVID has made everyone almost stop and be like right where am I? Where have I come from? What do I want to do? What makes me happy? 100%. What advice would you give to someone then who's maybe wanting to get into the industry more, whether that's because they're looking at going to a performing arts college or they're currently at the college? Is there any advice you wish you had known when you were younger or that you would say to someone who's newer to the industry? Oh, um, I think the biggest advice for me is it's not just about your talent I think there's so many other things that you bring to it I think obviously the talent is so important I think when you go to an audition it's about knowing that actually sometimes you're just not the right look for this it's not that you're and then don't don't come out and beat yourself up because actually they just wanted a blonde girl and that's as simple as it is and you're not blonde so I think remembering that I think so many people are like but I'm good and I'm the best in my dance school or my my dance college and then they get disheartened that well they didn't get the job the first time they went also there's people that have been doing it for many many more years and you might think well I'm fresh and I'm you know I'm young and I've got young legs and my legs (laughs) but there's such a difference of what someone my age can necessarily bring to a job that an 18 year old can't and it is experience I think sometimes in our industry that that gets forgotten I think I always say this, that in any other job, if I'd worked in it for 10 years, I would be, you know, a CEO or, I mean, I wouldn't, but you know what I mean? <laughs> you a more senior level, yeah. yeah. And I think 
a lot of time people I found that graduates sort of come out of college or and they don't have respect for that person that's been doing it for 10 years or 15 years or whatever because they just think well I'm I'm hip and I know what's hip now and I'm young and that's not I'm not saying everyone feels like that but I think it's remembering that actually it isn't just about the talent we're all talented we've all got something that we can bring but I think there's something about being on a job that isn't just about the movement and the talent it's about the professionalism and knowing how to speak to somebody and knowing that you can't get away with doing that or you can't be on your phone like checking your phone every five minutes just really looking at it as a business not not just well I'm so talented I'm gonna get the job this is why I get the jobs knowing that you have to bring other stuff and also not in the what I said at the beginning not kicking yourself that you don't get the job because yeah every time because even if you were the best in the room I know we all come out of the room and go well, I don't know how she got it she <laughs> wasn't good but it's just there's so many other things and I think it's about knowing that and not not being so one like single-minded and thinking well I'm just talented and that's all I need because it isn't all you need there's so much more if you want a career in it I think you have to know all those things yeah. I don't think it's being, being talented for me isn't enough. I don't think you'll have a, a long career in it. You might have a good two years where you're constantly working, but unless you start looking at it as a business, then it won't last and you won't have things like a house or a car or like yeah. make money, actually make it into a job that you can live off as yeah. well because that's what we all want. Yeah. God, that was like music to my ears. I'm like, <laughs> Because that's what I try and say with some of my clients. It's like your skills and talent may help you secure the job, but it's the way in which you market yourself will get you in the room or get you in front of the right people. There's no point being the best dancer in the world and not even getting your foot in the door. No. So, as you said, like, I might preach it. Exactly, (laughs) yes. And you want to be booked again as well. There's no point having, like, getting a job because you was the best in the room and then actually when working with you wasn't that enjoyable because someone would have someone who's maybe a little bit less talented, but they're a better personality or do you know what I mean more approachable or business whatever it is like you don't just want to be a one-hit wonder you want to be that you want to work with somebody and then them go I can't wait to work with you again and then tell their friends about them you want to be that person and that's how you're going to have a career in it especially like if you are doing a tour or a cruise ship or long filming days you want people around you that are going to keep the energy up that don't moan things like that I'm sure you will all agree with me that Yasmin is an absolute delight. I really enjoyed interviewing her. And just her her take on the industry is so refreshing. And I'm hoping that anyone listening who's maybe stuck in a rut a bit or wanting to try different avenues of the industry or is maybe in between jobs, it's okay. We all go through it and it's all about seizing the opportunity, taking from it what you can and making the most of it. Later on in the episode, she gives out her social media handle, so make sure you do give her a follow. And if you are enjoying the episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave your review. Now back with the show. So when you're very, obviously you're a very busy woman, what do you like to do in your spare time to relax? So anyone listening, you may have joined one of Yaz's infamous quizzes <laughs> during lockdown, where this girl went full out with... Full out. <laughs> <laughs> and you live alone, so you made these music videos that were like, you played like five parts at one time. Always, you know? <laughs> I wanted all the roles. Um, yeah, that, I mean, my quizzes kept me going. I It sort of started as a joke yeah. of being like, I saw someone else, I did a quiz on 
during lockdown, I'm sure we all did. Um, and I was like, I can do a better job than this. The competitiveness of me got out. I mean, I, I am, it's so funny. If you put me in an audition, I'm the most laid back person ever, but give me a game or a board game and I'm like, miss competitive. I'm like, no, you're going down. Um, so I sort of watched this quiz and I was like, I can do a better job than this. Um, and so, sort of just put it out there as like my friends, loads of people got involved. It was like movie musicals, I think the first theme was. Um, and then I ended up doing it for 10 weeks. Um, but mm. it was great. It just felt like a job. And yeah. it gave me gave me um, a purpose during lockdown and then just to let my creativity flow. Like I'm not going to be teaching classes. That's not really what I would do. So I'm like, how else can I do that? And just editing and dressing up and feeling, even though it was, even though obviously the people doing the quiz saw it, at the t- I had so much fun by yeah. myself just filming these videos, entertaining my neighbours who I don't <laughs> want you to be entertained. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, it gave, as we said earlier, like a purpose, like yeah. it just gave me a purpose and made me feel, the applause was just for myself, but <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. And well, The budget yeah. alone was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of old school costumes that were coming out. You can tell I've danced since 18 months old because I still have the costumes. <laughs> and I think what was also lovely, what you said there is, how as creatives we are all storytellers and how you said about learning new skills and I think doing these quizzes for you might say, might seem silly for someone but you were being creative, you were telling stories, you were acting, you were editing, you were filming, you were doing audio. So actually yeah. you were learning new skills or new skills you had and you were still being creative which got you through that, that time of like craziness. 100%. The ten, when I like set set it off because obviously I think by the end of the 10 weeks it was sort of like we was some people were coming out of lockdown and it was a bit like no one really knew what was going on so I was like 10's a good number to stop at that 11th week I felt so lost I, I was like what is this like I felt like I had nothing nothing to do I was like and you know obviously it's lovely to sit around and do nothing but I just felt like there was n- I just didn't know what to do with myself. And I was like, maybe I should bring the quiz back. Who's going to do it? Because I just had so much fun. And like, I think the difference of my editing skills, maybe on week one to week 10, like I'd improved and I'd learned something like, and that was just so nice to see for myself. Like I felt so proud of myself, even if as many people weren't doing it or, and yeah. the, I mean, the feedback that I got was amazing. And there was, definitely the same sort of group of people that did it and really got involved and and it was nice to bring joy to them as well I think anyone one thing is that feedback is that as performers you don't often we often don't get feedback you didn't get the job or you're on stage and you may see the audience clap unless someone's stage door so if anyone's done anything good that's inspired you give them feedback say how much so nice to hear that is so true you hardly ever especially as sort of dancers as well and like that ensemble sort of status that we have I think we all sort of get grouped together a lot and like oh yeah they did well but everyone wants to talk about the star of the show so it's so nice to have just someone say like oh that was amazing and the amount of people that did my quiz that maybe weren't necessarily my friend friends they were acquaintances but they were just oh that really got me through I loved it like it made me feel like when was weeks when I maybe couldn't be bothered as much it made me feel like oh no but it's bringing joy yeah. to someone and that's so nice and so yes yeah, I'm all about shouting about your friend's achievements I think that's so important amazing and so who and what who or what inspires you oh so many things <laughs> um, 
I mean, I think my biggest inspiration, she's not a performer at all, but is my mum. I think she's just so, her work ethic of the way that I've been brought up and watching her and she commits full fully to everything, you know, like, um, and that, even though she's not a performer, that has definitely brought it into my work of being like, commit fully and like my quizzes, always go full out, <laughs> full out with feeling. Um, you know, if you're going to do something, just do it. And I think that has definitely been my mum. My, my whole family, to be honest, are just workers. Like, I don't think we know how to sit down, <laughs> um, which isn't always a good thing. But just being so driven and being like, this is what you want to do. Um, so she's a huge inspiration. And then the other is just, I've re- I think I've realised this during COVID, actually, how much I'm inspired by film. Um, I've always been, I love film. I've Going to the cinema is one of my favourite things. Um, but just how that makes me feel, and I, especially having done films as well, the difference of how I look at it and the camera work, and like, I'm, like, I, I'm so inspired by that. Like, it makes me, just the fact it can transport you to a different world, yeah. and I think, oh, I want to do that. I want to... I, but I want to, I am a dancer first and foremost and as much as I, I do act and I sing, my dan- dancing is my main thing and I think I want to, I wish dancing could have the same universal thing as film does yeah. and I that inspires me to somehow one day hopefully get that out there because I think dance is amazing and I I want it to be seen in the world as not just, oh they dance and that it's just like a set sort of people that like it because film can do that, so why can't dance or the music does it? So yeah, that just inspires me whenever I watch it. I'm like, oh, I just love the world that people create through yeah. art. Oh no, I love that. I think because there is, especially there is almost like a weird pecking order sometimes, isn't it, with like dancers and then it might be like singers or actors and then musicians, yeah. and we're always sometimes not always. It's, a big statement but quite often we are considered maybe the lower or yeah, the pecking 100%. order or <laughs> you, get, you get the small like oh, all four of you can change in this toilet can't you it's yeah. fine and things like that so I think it's pushing up there's people who do love it love it which is great but it's opening up to a wide I audience I think people sometimes think because they can two-step in the club <laughs> yeah. that they can dance and I think it's funny that because you because you can talk doesn't mean you can act like acting is a skill and that sort of seems to have that. Yet with dance, it's like, oh, I can dance. I can. It's yeah. almost like it's not that hard. And I'm like, oh, to be a professional, like to actually yeah. dance is so difficult. It's not like you have to been doing it for, and put so much effort and time in it. Not to say actors don't or anything, but I think that's what I never understand. But I do think the general public just sort of think, well, I can dance in a club and I can. Yes. Yeah feel the music and it's so frustrating sometimes because you're like oh if you knew how hard we worked the blood sweat and tears (laughs) you're like two hours of zumba gold does not cut it (laughs) oh dear do you have any quotes or mottos that you live by or that you find yourself keep coming back around to i'm sure there is a motto in it somewhere but mine's just as i spoke about earlier just living in the moment and as much as there's opportunities, as I said, that you might have missed out on, just sort of letting it go, accepting that. There's the amount of dancers or performers that I go, that I hear go, oh, I just got this job out and then 
another job came in like and especially since COVID yeah. it, I, ju- I just think that's the look of the job I think it's the, or the unlook of the job there's always going to be something else comes around when you wanted that and I think it's it's going to be so hard on you to just constantly regret or worry that you made the right decision and I just think I've had that so many times where two things have come and I've chosen one route and I just let the other one go and I think that for me is how I've managed to have a great career and just enjoyed it as well and I've never thought about that job again or you know it's come up or someone else has done it and I've gone oh that would have been fun but I just enjoy the moment and I think that's that's whatever that motto is of just living the moment and forget what other opportunities almost you might have had because they'll come around something will come around I think but just live in it and enjoy it because as a performer we have the most exciting life like things that people couldn't even dream of and and that they can't even imagine and I think if you're just constantly going oh but I could have been doing that what's the point you know this we should enjoy it and we should especially after covid like we've all sat on our sofas for however long and doesn't matter if there was two jobs that maybe came up just enjoy the one that's there and the, yeah. the people and learn and grow and I swear the experience you get out of it will be worth it no that's so lovely I think um as I always say in my podcast like you are the solution to someone's problem there is a job out there for everyone for some people there might be loads of problems you solve for some people yeah. you might be so niche that you only solve a few but there is work so I guess it's finding that balance of using the work to push you and make, like give you a driving force but then also not being angry or let down if someone else got it or you yeah. didn't get it there's it's just a bitter like that's not fun i mean you know i i know my um uh, casting bracket i guess you know i'm five foot three i know that realistically i'm not going to be on moulin rouge like i'm not going to dance in the moulin rouge <laughs> because they want tall girls and that might be, but I can kick my legs. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I can kick them maybe just as high, but that's just not who I am. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter what you look like and it is just, and those jobs are amazing. But I think if you're just constantly going, oh, but I, I can do that or I want that, it's just never going to be, you're never going to yeah. enjoy it. You just need to know know what you are and hopefully sometimes there's a pleasant surprise as, oh, well, I want you for that. And, and I'm sure you can do everything. I'm sure we can all do everything, but... I think it's just about enjoying in, enjoying what's there. And where can people find you online? Oh, so on my Instagram, don't judge me, it's diva underscore Y, even though I'm not, an, um, She's diva not a diva at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll get some great ghost stories from me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, that's about it. I think I'm on youtube occasionally um yasmin harrison or you can join in my quiz (laughs) yes i'm sure we'll be back for christmas or special occasions midweek madness Um, but yeah the main thing is instagram diva underscore y Um, and i'll put a link to that in the show notes Um, and if you've enjoyed this episode make sure you head over to apple Podcasts to leave your review thank you yaz thank you so much it's been fun A massive thank you to Yasmin for taking time out of her schedule to be on the podcast. She was an absolute dream guest. I had so much fun. Do head over to her social media and give her a follow. And don't forget to head to Apple Podcasts to leave your review. And I'll be back next week with the final episode of season two.